I am not the bad guy. I am not the bad guy. I am not the bad guy. Not the bad guy. No. Good evening and welcome. I hope you're still with us for the conclusion of a very special three-part trundle cast. Our attic-based after-dark slump down the narrow street of insanity known only as Trundle Manor. This gumdrop alley is joyously paved with candy cobblestones and lined with ice cream tenements. But be aware, don't lick the walls for too long. You may just get down to the rat turds and snail slime holding the whole mess together. Well, Trundle Files, let's tempt our fates and have just one more slobber of this week's Trundle Cast. The third installment of A Vampire, A Witch, and A Black Cat. But first, let's have a little trivia. You cannot decipher who's foul and who is fair. Your thoughts are tainted by the toxins in the air. This is Velda's Movie Trivia Vault, and here I have the answer to the question I asked last week, which, to reiterate, is, who were two of the original choices for the band that would star in Rock and Roll High School before the Ramones were finally and thankfully chosen? And the answer is, Cheap Trick, Devo, and Van Halen were all considered until a record executive at Warner Brothers Records mentioned the Ramones, who were not very well known outside of New York City at the time. Originally, producer Roger Corman, notorious for his low budgets, wanted the movie to be called Disco High to cash in on the disco craze of the late 70s, but he was convinced that that would not be a good idea. And luckily, we ended up with the Ramones. Thank you, Trundle Files. I hope that wasn't too hard for you. Join us at the end of this podcast for the next question in Velda's Movie Trivia Vault. Stay tuned. Well, thank you guys for joining us for yet another Trundle Cast. This is the third and last installment of A Vampire, a Witch, and a Black Cat. That uh, intro music was by Brian Vamp. He's going to be, we're going to be rounding up uh, his interview from uh, his hour-long interview. Also, we're going to be doing uh, Julie Lynn, our witch. We're going to talk to her uh, for final, for the final section of her one-hour interview. And uh, because I've been badgered into it, we're going to talk a little bit more to Little Devil uh, as best we can. Now, our roundup this week is, uh, it actually happened Last week, we started recording again, uh, and it was just kind of a good discussion, so we decided not to do another recording for uh, this week, so we're just going to give you that as Mr. Armin Velda talk about um, maybe two weeks ago's worth of things going on. We also had a lot of uh, new stuff happening, which we'll talk about in the roundup for uh, next week's Troublecast, because uh, we had... Um, Sharon Bergmark's art opening, and we had we are going to have uh, Mr. Arm, myself's birthday, along with Perkins, my robot manservant's birthday. So we'll have two big parties to talk about, and a few other little tidbits that we're working on. So uh, stay tuned, and this is going to be a fun little conclusion, hopefully, to um, a vampire, a witch, and a black cat. 
as said in the intro. I know, I said that a whole bunch of times. Enjoy! I am not the bad guy, I'm trying to help you out. If only you would let me free your mind from doubt. I am not gonna tell you. He knew I was gonna do that. What you want to do. And I'm not gonna lie to you neither, cause what I give is real. I am not the bad guy. Okay, well, we're coming back from. Food two times over. So much food. Yeah, we uh, we had to leave so that we could have expensive sushi, and then we spent an entire day not not recording, and then we had dinner again, which was uh, Chef Boyardee that was free from yeah. Nana's house. Yes. So that's the way that we live at Toronto Manor. It is feast or famine at all times, and it's not necessarily because we want to. We have to famine. Sometimes we like that. Uh, we really are the hillbilly aristocrats. I mean, we, we live up to that so well. That is the best term for us, for mm-hmm. sure. So, what were we talking about before? I oh, forget. Lord. <laughs> you know, I was listening to the, the recording that's coming up with Julie, and uh, it gets very the- theological. I couldn't remember how that portion ended, but I feel like things did get pretty deep for a while there. Yeah. Yeah, I... Um, well, not in a bad way, but Good. <laughs> I, just, I hope that yeah, I hope that other people enjoy it as well. But we talked a little bit about about my belief in the luck system, oh, which right. is sort of that every religion can boil down to that to some some sort of a way. You know, everybody has their own demon. Mine, I just call it luck, right, or God, or whatever the hell. You yeah, want they're all sort it, of but. one and the same for you, huh? Yeah. Well. When I was, because mom and dad work for you know religious organizations, a lot of different ones, I get to hear a lot of different stories and different things. And the more about the rituals that I learn, the more that I realize how closely related a lot of them are. I think Julie even talks about that a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, because I think a lot of religions did borrow or steal, outright steal from other religions. Mm-hmm. So there, there are a lot of common threads, I want to say. Yeah. Not that I've definitely. studied really, but... <laughs> uh, so that was... Uh, that was fun. I think people would like that. Yeah. Because that's our second installment for, for Julie. Is there and still a third for them, too? Yeah, they oh, still have good. a third one. Very so good. that'll be next week. We're going to be talking about, uh, <sighs> I guess, similar things. <laughs> More of the same. <laughs> More of the same. It's tough doing a three-parter because you hope that people want to stick, stay tuned. And I think for the interviews, they will. But uh, but we start running out of things to talk about. Cause that's all right. I'm we've 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 been recording and we've been lining up all these other people that are going to be doing the Toronto cast. We do. We have a, a huge lineup already. Yeah, what's the one that, that we're going to be doing f- Friday? This Friday, our friend Michelle, whose uh, husband had the party, the fiftieth birthday mm-hmm. party at our house, she wants to learn theremin very badly, and I happen to have one that I don't play often enough, um, but I need to learn also. So I will will be playing <laughs> theremin. Uh, on the air, me giving her lessons, which is a joke in itself, because I don't know very much other than spooky flying saucer noises, but uh, we can, <laughs> we can work it out. Sometimes all you need, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I let slip during the Vamp interview, the Brian Vamp interview, that uh, we're ghouls. Oh, you shouldn't have said that, but well. Yeah, we talked about we that are. a little bit. What are you going to do? At the end of the podcast. Uh, Some of us of the professional sort. 
<laughs> well, we are collectors of the dead and sometimes the undead, depending on where they end up. It's true. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, I'm losing my train of thought. Oh, no. You know, that happens sometimes. I, I think that my brain doesn't react quick enough for me to speak. Yeah. And uh, the yo mama jokes <laughs> do not what? come as fast as they should. You know what I like? The comebacks. What? You know what I like? I like little green ghouls. Uh, yeah. I've heard that, but, like, what are your dislikes? Sometimes I forget. Uh, people's knees. Ah. That's Don't not like a thing. Knees. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's funny because it's true. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, going back to, oh, Trixie, I can at least talk a little bit about her. Let's I had to move Trixie. her today. We Sometimes when we have big parties, we use the carport, which is, um... It's kind of hillbilly. It's kind of cool. The hot rod's still there. You know, we set up the food outside, so we, I, don't, I don't have to deal with cleaning that up inside. Yeah. And uh, and we move, so we moved Trixie out. And when we tried to move it out for this big party that we just had, uh, she wouldn't start, which doesn't happen that often. But, but it hasn't been that long since no. we've. Yeah, but it's usually it like if the, if I don't let the battery charge or things like that. Right. So we gave up and we just pushed it out. And I, I put a battery charger on it. I tried to let it charge for two days and nothing. I was getting this horrible noise uh. that was coming out of her out of her starter. And uh, and I thought, oh, good. There's there's something I have to immediately fix. And it's supposed to pour tonight. And of fuck. course. So that's not going to be so much fun. But I ended up screwing around with it a bit and touching a screwdriver to things I shouldn't be touching screwdrivers to. <laughs> and I got, As you do. Yeah, I got it to turn over. So that was cool. Oh, perfect. So she started right up after that. Do, should we explain about Trixie? I don't know if anybody, if everybody listening is Maybe uh, not. aware. Look, there's only two members of Trendle Manor that are listed on the website. It's the only two that I care about, and I'm the one that makes the website. <laughs> so one of them, of course, is Velda. And it has some beautiful, beautiful photographs of her and possibly a write-up. I can't remember there what, is, what's yeah. all there. And uh, and the other one is Trixie, my other love, which was my 52 Dodge that I first acquired when I was 17 and rebuilt from the ground up once. And it, she was essentially my first car. What did you pay for Trixie? 700 bucks and a case of beer. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it was this drunken hillbilly lit that lived down the street. And... Uh, we were about to go away on our family vacation, and I just got my graduation money. So okay. I had, you know, a fair amount of cash from... But of course you want to spend on something dumb right away. Yeah, from Nanopath. Yeah. No, no, I wanted, to, I wanted to spend it on something big, because I knew, like, oh, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to get either a hot rod or a motorcycle. I'm going to be into one of the two. Right. I can't afford both. But this is going to like set the pace because these For are the two rest th- of your life, yeah. basically. These are two things that I can fix. You know, I can fix a hot rod. I can that makes a hot it easy rod. to get into. I can fix a motorcycle because it's all right there. Yeah. You know, I was I I knew that I was kind of mechanically inclined. So uh, we were driving down to my parents' studio the one day, and lo and behold, sitting in this dilapidated backyard in the middle of Swissville was Trixie in all her blue glory at the time. <laughs> I can't imagine her in blue, to be honest. Yeah, I've seen it? the picture, but it doesn't look like her. It's, yeah, it's really weird. And she had a for sale sign, so I talked to the guy, and it was totally in my price range. 
and I wanted to get it before this family vacation. And mom and dad, dad just said, just wait until we get back. Because it was literally maybe three days before we had to go away. You have trouble waiting for anything. I've I have seen you wait for cars. I've seen you wait three weeks <laughs> for cars and almost kill yourself. Yeah. I can't imagine. That entire vacation, I was the pissiest little shit to my parents. I can only imagine. Yeah, well, I'm sure you've seen that too. But, uh, <laughs> but I was just so terrible to them because I thought, when I get home, it's not going to be there. My fate is not going to hold out my luck's not gonna be with me Trixie's just well not Trixie at the time but this truck is gonna be gone and I don't know where to buy old cars I don't know anyone that's in the old that cars was in the neighborhood wasn't it I yeah mean, it, it was, was right down the it street was fate pretty much it was right down the street and she popped up right at the right time and uh-huh. all this stuff and uh, so we went away I was a pissy shit and when we got back she was still there so I that talked was meant to be it was I talked the guy into you know, he did the thing where he said, it started when I parked it. Uh, yeah, it always does. <laughs> and it actually, I did have her towed up to mom and dad's, but uh, but she, it didn't take too much to get her going again. It really wasn't too, too bad. But it was still the old, like, straight, straight six, flathead, you know, it was a tank of an engine. Yeah. But slower than hell. It actually had this thing that you could pull out that was the throttle, I think for warming it up, but... When I'd get on the highway, I would just pull that out, which was basically holding down the gas pedal, <laughs> and just take my foot off the gas, and that was my cruise control. Because it couldn't go over, like, 50 <laughs> That sounds like 45. so much fun. Yeah, so I would just oh. go. And, uh, and uh, you know, she's been with us for a long time. I've had a lot of different adventures, a lot of uh, scary instances of losing brakes, losing wheels. I was doing 70, Yikes. and one of my wheels went flying in front of me, and... Uh, she shoots flames. She's, you know, I, but I rebuilt her three different times. And the way she is now, the trundle style of Trixie is the way I always kind of envisioned her. Just a little creepy and with all the bells and whistles. That yeah, we call people, her a creep rod. Yeah. Creep rod. I made that up. That is patented by Trundle Men or TM. <laughs> TM. <laughs> um, but she's a. Uh, so she, you can see her on tours if you do come for tours at Trundle Manor. I always end the tours with Trixie, yeah. She's, uh, you know, she's... Because people ask me what my favorite thing is, and there's there's three favorite things. There's there's Velda. I consider her a thing. That way I can love her as much as I want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, that didn't mean to be mis- misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Clarification. If you know me, that's really endearing. Um but he does love things more than people, so I, really I should be impressed right now. Yes. And the squirrels that were our first date. Right. Because, uh, you know, that's your that's your favorite thing, and I love hearing that. And it, it's, you know, obviously our turning point. I love that as well. And Trixie, because she's not really a thing, though, so people don't get it when I say Trixie. Well, I mean, people say what's your favorite piece of the collection, and she certainly is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would say she qualifies. Well, she's taken the most like love and attention from me, and money and time, yeah. and yep. you know, certainly the biggest thing. Yeah, and she's been all over. She towed our traveling show mm-hmm. all the way to Baltimore. John mm-hmm. Aston Gomez Adams saw Trixie and mm-hmm. liked her mm-hmm. and complimented her. I think I freaked him out too much to get him to come over and look at her, but he did get to he did he get saw to her look from at in, from out from the doorway. <laughs> You know, sometimes that's that's the best way to see hot rods is from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, as I was saying, she's a 52 Dodge or kind of was. I chopped the front end off, made a cow catcher train grill front end. And uh, she's got a remote control skull that can set off her flamethrowers from a distance. Stack pipes, uh, chop top, lowered body. 
Um, me and my dad did all the major work to her. I did all the work other than sewing the roof that Velda did and the curtains. And Mama uh, Arm, I guess. <laughs> Mama Trundle uh, did brass, uh, press brass work on the door panels. Yeah, little panels. So everybody in the Trundle family and the cat did, watched. did something. Yeah. And little devil was around, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, it's been an endless project, and she is pretty. How the hell did we get started talking about this? Uh, because you were talking about moving Trixie out for the party, oh, right. and I just wanted to make sure everybody is well-in-tuned with yeah. our world. Yeah, I tried to buzz past her story, but really, there is a lot to there, it. Trixie is... I could do a whole podcast just on Trixie. Trixie's older than Trundle Manor itself, mm-hmm. and older than us, and uh, I mean, half of your life... Basically, you've had Trixie for half of your life. That's true. Yeah, on, uh, well, when I turned 34. Okay, so... 17. Oh, yeah, my math is fine. Close, though. Nearly half. Close, though. (laughs) But, um, she... Oh, I started the Drifters Car Club. Yes. Well, I started the Devil Boys. We switched into the Hellions, and then we were the Drifters. But essentially, we started with me and... Uh, my close friend Ace Brown uh, in the backyard pounding Trixie's uh, marine plywood bed into place. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she got started again and we pulled her into the garage, the carport, and everything was fine. Yay. Yay. <laughs> now I'm going to have to cut the exhaust out of the limousine and work on that. Yeah, it's about time we did another car project. Not that we need... No, I don't want to, yeah. but we can. <laughs> we have to. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that's true. Too. That's not a fun car project. You know, it's I, a maintenance car project. I wonder if I could... I want to ask uh, our resident mechanic. You know, I call everybody resident. I've been thinking about this a lot. It's just something I say. Well, Nobody's living here. No, but I guess technically they're not <laughs> residents. But it's the ones that we go to when it comes to certain things. Yeah, our resident witch, our resident vampire, our resident, resident mechanic, cake baker, yeah, mechanic, yeah. Uh, comic book guy. I can mm-hmm. go on and on. Mm-hmm. All the just important things, going. essentially. Yeah. <laughs> we have residents. Yes, that we we consider them a resident of Trundle Manor. So I, I want to ask our resident mechanic if uh, if I could redirect the since it has to change uh, since it's not a ninety six though I'm concerned but I wonder if he he'd know a way for me to switch it over so it could just come out of the hood or something cool. Oh, that would be very cool. It'd be kind of fun to modify it because we're slowly turning our ninety six limousine into a uh, Mad Max vehicle. Yeah, we are. It's got a. a- monster truck grill on the mm-hmm. front and police lights on the top which mm-hmm. every time we're driving behind somebody they think that we're the cops and they slow <laughs> down and it's really funny because we're most likely doing more illegal shit than they are yeah. but uh, it's cute anyway mm-hmm. I still want to paint it by the way like the Joker mobile and bright oh, yeah, neon green that. and purple well, no that's the other one that's the 80s one I thought we were just going to leave it silver or, or is no, that no. one going to be the Joker mobile I thought the silver one would be better as a Joker mobile because it's of that era Oh, that's true. I don't remember where we landed, but I now, don't. but now that I'm thinking about it, I think it would be better. Yeah, that's you know true. I, mean? I do not. You're right, though. But yeah, we did talk about that because of the gold roof. Yeah, because I I know that I want on the on the '80s fancy limo to put uh, 
window decals on the sides of mm. here in my windows from uh, the abominable Dr. Fibes with Vincent Price he had on, and I forget which car it was, 1920 God something or other. And Phantom. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were these window decals that were his profile and Volnavia's profile. So whenever the windows rolled up, it looked like they were just sitting there, which they were. <laughs> and it was just such a great stylized thing that I, I want to get, you know, professional, like actually work on our silhouettes and make them look like us, but yeah. have that on a limousine. That would be cool. I've always wanted that. I went to, when I went to Greece, a guy did my profile. It was like this thing that they do. It was really kind of cool, but he cuts it out. You stand there and he cuts out this little profile of you. Yeah. And then there's your profile. Oh, that's great. And it kind of looked like me, but I felt sad because I realized that my chin slopes down a bit. <laughs> yeah, you realize <laughs> all neck. the imperfections like, ah, in your profile. Oh, I don't look like that, you dick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to have trouble with mine, I know. Mm, it's the same reason that I don't like uh, caricatures. They just, they freak me it's out. It's too real. I don't like them. I'm going to have to wear false eyelashes and yeah. like suck my cheeks and my chin in. I'm not going to be happy with mine. <laughs> I know I'm not. <laughs> uh, when you boil down to just your shapes, sometimes it doesn't work out so well. That's why I, you can't. You can't show makeup in a shape. <laughs> I'm going to be very vain about yeah, this one. I know. Maybe you want to rethink that. Uh, not I, that you're not that your profile is ugly, baby. That's no, no. I feel like I would have a problem. I know I'm going to have a problem with mine. So right. I can only imagine, you know, anybody else having issues, especially as vain as the two of us are. Well, if you wear a top hat, then that'll, you know, well, no, I will I, drop. But I have instead. good hair. So you have great why hair. Would I have to do it. That's true. I think that's the place I wouldn't have to do anything. That's I think true. it's this uh, this little down below. I never had a a very strong chin. Although with the beard, I think. Then I'd have that, you have that, that Van Dyke pointy beard. Pointy beard. Yeah. yeah, the Van Dyke. But I, I I don't know what to do for my chin. <laughs> you can grow a beard. I don't want a beard. <laughs> I don't want any part of a beard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll figure something out. We always do. Oh, always. We have enough connections where I'm sure they'll work with us long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many projects in the works at Toronto Manor. All that we do is work on stuff. We had our own little discussion, and I think that we like the fact that we're always kind of busy. Yeah, we oh, we decided something this week uh, that I think we're going to try and put into effect to make ourselves somewhat more sane. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to try and have one night per week where there are no tours and no social obligations. And we love our social obligations. We love our own little world. We love people coming into our house, and we love showing it off. But we also love to make things, and sometimes it's more fulfilling to make sure we have time to do that, and uh, I think it's going to be nice to be able to set some time aside. We're going to get so many more things done. Yeah. We can spend the rest of the week making lists of things that will have to happen in those hours. We'll get all as long super as we high make, on coffee. And yeah, as long as we time. make sure to not uh, not just play video games or fall asleep. No, the, these are days that shouldn't be wasted. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the toughest part. We'll drink but, like four Red Bulls each or something. Yeah, but I, I think we could do it. We got to get back into the swing. You know, when I was making Perkins, it, it, Perkins, it was such a big it, remembrance of why I used to do what I used to do. Oh and yeah. My philosophy That's with socialization has always been that you, you, uh, you, there's two ways that you could be, and balancing the two will just drive you completely mad. You can either be social. Or you can make things. Right. Now, I used to try to do both by getting my friends to come and work on stuff with me. But that ended up being a distraction as well. And 
Getting people to spend that much drunk, time usually. just sitting around while you're working on something sometimes gets a little boring. Yeah. When the car club was around, it was different because, you know, it was like hanging out by a car and fucking around. But that made more sense because you're all working on the same thing, yeah. too. Like, I have friends that come over and say, can you sew this for me or teach me how to sew? I can't really teach you on my yeah. one machine. So, basically, you can sit there and watch me and <laughs> get me another glass of wine. Yeah. Or we can just fuck off and not work at all. <laughs> and yeah. It never quite works out for me. No, no. Friends aren't always the best thing when you're, uh, when you like to create. <laughs> Unless they bring something too. Yeah. But that's tough to coordinate. We had a few people that worked on stuff as well. We but, used to uh, have good working parties. That mm -hmm. was fun. Yeah. Uh, everything waxes and wanes. I'm sure that we'll get something together again. We have one girl that wants to help us do taxidermy, and we just came up with a brilliant taxidermy idea yes. for atrocities, which I'll just let out there real quickly is, uh, we have a, a Fiji bunny mermaid that's one of my favorite cutest creations. And I think I'm going to make tiny versions of that. I think and we maybe definitely should. Squirrel maids. We have. Have we talked about Squirrel Dave? I feel like we have because yeah. I mention him on Say tours all the time. <laughs> well, we've got this friend called Squirrel Dave who provides us with squirrels because he does not have a fondness for them, we'll say. And God we no. are not implicit in any sort of harming of squirrels. No, but no, sometimes no. they do. And no, he would do it anyway. And actually, it's, it's his. Uh, his now married the gays that i married mm -hmm. hate squirrels a lot oh do they and they convinced them to kill some more yeah <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> okay. he has no problem with it but we end up basically with squirrels on our back porch and i was actually giving a tour today when i heard uh we were in the kitchen or in the laboratoire and we heard somebody walking past uh, behind me and I saw the shadow of somebody dart out really quickly and I thought that had better be Dave because I don't know who else is on our back porch for no reason and sure enough I looked in the freezer and there was a fresh uh, limp kind of warm squirrel so I assumed uh, that it was yeah. a drop off but anyway we <laughs> he will provide us with squirrels and now we have a bunch so we're going to make squirrel mermaids squirrel maids squirrel maids um, I, every once in a while I hear footsteps outside and I don't know if I'm just going insane or what it is, but I think it's kind of like him every once in a while. I, I mean, I know he lets on that he drops stuff, stuff on. It was something. pretty full there. I don't know when's the last time you looked in there, but there's at least five or six <laughs> know, bags on so top. Goddamn full. As well. I mean, it's good, but I we it probably help. is him. We need help. Help us taxidermy things, please. Help us cut things up. <laughs> we'll teach you how to do it as long as we get to keep what's left of it. And, uh, you know, eventually when you get good, then you can you can make one for yourself. That yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. Because then we give you the opportunity to practice, which to me is, is everything for taxidermy. When we do our taxidermy lessons, I tell people that this is just the first step. And to really get good at it and to understand the feeling, you have to practice. And I, that's not a way for me to get people to work for us at all. That's just... That's um, good practice. Yeah, it's just good Literally. practice. We, we're trying to do um, mouse skin rugs for dollhouses for a while. Mm. With oh, those white look mice. terrible. They all look terrible. And <laughs> we had somebody who was inexperienced doing them. And when it dried, because if you nick a hole in the skin, then you don't really notice it at the time. Mm -hmm. But once it dries and everything hardens, uh, there was basically a giant look like a shotgun hole blown in the side of this tiny mouse's head. So it's got eye holes and this gigantic head hole. Yeah. And it's on a tour and people always ask about it, but it's hilarious looking. So funny. 
Oh, we are running long. We are. Velda, my sweet. And yeah. I think uh, we didn't have to do this extra little chunk of the podcast. Well, that's all right. We can keep it here for something else otherwise. Yeah, maybe I'll throw it in. Maybe I'll put this on our third installment. All right. Of this three-part series with the three cutest things that can come out of Trundle Manor or into, hey. depending on where, they, where they're invited. <laughs> I have got another trivia as well. Well, we'll record that. that. Yeah, okay. that's not going to be recorded right now. Okay. That is just sloppy, sloppy engineering. Sloppy slopsmanship. To just do that all together. I'm being a slopsman. You sloppy hooker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. All right, baby, I love you. I and love you. let us allow these people to finally move on to what's left of this week's Trundlecast. Enjoy. Good evening. Okay, well, that was a little bit of old news, Trundle Files. Uh, Next up, we're going to have Brian Vamp give the final section of his interview. I'm going to drive him in with one of uh, my favorite songs of his that I know that we played on one of the past Trundle casts, but I got to play it again. Um, look him up anywhere. It's B-R-Y-A-N Vamp, Brian Vamp. He's pretty easy to find. And make sure to download his music and check him out and uh, come to see him at Trundle Manor because he plays here every once in a while. So here we go. Some music by Brian Vamp. But if you raise 
and a kick and scream and fight I might be inclined to take more than one bite And if you are a really nasty motherfucker Well, I'll have to do you in It's nature's way of balancing things Just like the yang and yin You see, I love you, dear There is nothing to fear I'm just your friendly neighborhood vampire So don't you run away Cause all I want is to play And I promise not to suck you dry You see, I love you, dear There is nothing to fear I'm just your friendly neighborhood vampire So don't you run away Cause all I want is to play And I promise not to suck you dry You see, I love you, dear, there is nothing to fear. I'm just your friendly neighborhood vampire. So don't you run away, cause all I want is to play. And I promise not to suck you dry. Do you want more wine? Yes, hit me. Absolutely. I mean... Anyway, if anybody on Facebook is having a surgery, you come and bring the leftovers I don't drink... Wine. <laughs> so it's not for a while, Brian. I think did we we invited you to our movie festival thing this summer, right? We just started to make the Facebooks for them, mm, right? Because we are having another vampire yeah. one. It's a long ways away, but September thirtieth mm-hmm. is going okay. to be thirties female vampires. We're going to do Dracula's daughter and Mark of the Vampire oh. with Bella Lugosi and Carol yeah. Borland. Oh, very nice. So yes, hopefully you can make it to that one. That's planning is is getting your state That's in order. What it should be done, yeah. and I the same way. I try not to. Yeah, try to find a way. Yeah, we haven't we haven't heard of any vampire attacks in the Elevate. longest time. I think you know for for what two hundred years here at least. I mean, something either they're keeping it under wraps yeah. or you know something. I mean, Pit, you know, Pittsburgh Pits- is a very right. old town. It's older than most people know. <laughs> And I know that you were here long before you, long before the uh, you know the overtaking of the Indians. Long so before that's... the people with no, the white wigs came, came in. No, I came from the old country. I came to this country. Oh, not well, too long when ago. did you come over? Uh, I, I guess I thought that you were here I for came... a long time. No, not for all. You the were time. haunting oh, okay. Europe for a while, right? I was, when I was human, I was in the old country. Okay, uh, Hungary. Sure. Okay. What do you say now? Hungary yeah. I th- I kind of thought that you were Danube, like Blue Danube River, a Pittsburgh immigrant, you know, because we we had a lot of immigrants here. So I thought, yeah. See, like even vampires are coming to Pittsburgh. City yeah. like to try That's to get Pittsburgh is a magnificent this, this city. city. Yeah. With other, you know, when others were coming, probably oh, what your year about eighteen eighty okay or so. Yeah, yeah, that was a popular time for for immigration. Um, yeah, there was all this talk about how the new world had lots of opportunities, right? Interests, and I was all on that. Oh, yeah. It's no difference. It's no difference. I want to see the newest thing. I don't want to stay old in the old country. I've been there for almost 200 years already. Oh, you need to yeah. see the world Come at on. that point. It's time Nothing's to move. You know, you. I was like, okay, there's the river. Yeah, there's, there's more the to old, see. The castle. Yeah. Oh, if I stay here another fucking day, I'm going to die because it's so boring. I'm going to go into fire. <laughs> I need to keep it interesting. Don't go try to live this long, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I come to a new country, yeah. look around. <laughs> so, so, so and, speaking uh, of living that long, like, do you get bored? What do you do in your spare time? Ah, very good. As, as our resident vampire, yeah. Yes, I wake up in the early twilight hour mm-hmm. and um, usually go out, take a little walk uh, around the cemetery area, 
mm. or uh, the streets, look for little uh, victim, per se, maybe uh, take a little sample, try not to, you know, a few there, then go out to the clubs. Good. Okay. Nice. Try to, uh, they won't notice you out I was there. Gonna ask if somebody you, gets bit in a club, they'll just expect that to happen to them. If you I think. partook right. in the nightlife, yeah. Right. You take in the night, try to get. Well, Pittsburgh is, is, has got to be perfect for you because we are a very nighttime city. And we have about right. five or yeah. six goth you nights know, these days anyway, the, so you're yeah, a good you company. Blend in. <laughs> the Pittsburgh town, is, uh, the city, is very friendly to mm -hmm. the, those who are dressed in the dark color. It does not phase anybody. Yeah. I can walk mm -hmm. down the street or I can... Uh, I've never had get, a problem. nobody ever gives me uh, too much trouble. I mean, occasionally, but for the most part, it is... Um, I can walk uh, very easily, whereas I go to other cities yeah. and stick out like sore thumb. I feel like There's they probably wouldn't the like that in the south here. too much. Is that true? Uh, the south, yes. Yeah. Um, More conservative. Yes, I uh, don't like to. Yeah, it's uncomfortable to be down the south, except for well, New with Orleans. all the Cape yeah. in ninety but, degree weather. I mean, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, there are. Some talk of uh, something in New Orleans, maybe you've heard about. Yeah, yeah. they would they would love that's, you there. Yeah, that's okay. You can, I mean, I'll go there. I've been there. Well, yeah, I so feel like anywhere that has a very strong nightlife is, is positive for you. you know? Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because I couldn't I imagine, to do. you know, like. Being as old as we are, we always have Plus to find the something scenery, to do. This very spooky scenery, you know, the mountains and the, mm -hmm. the trees, and they've got some There's really cool so buildings. There's so many woods and abandoned cities. mental asylums. Yes, oh, abandoned it's great. Buildings. You know which castle that I'm hoping to acquire eventually <laughs> is uh, the old prison in the middle of Pittsburgh. That's the castle to have. The one like that's that, the courthouse I don't think currently? you could get a better castle oh. in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, if you were that, a real life you know Batman mean, right? villain, that would be the thing—the big Gothic castle right in the well, center of downtown. Good I mean, lord! I'm an unofficial Batman villain. I was mistaken. I mean, Trixie was mistaken for a Batman vehicle. That is so, true. Trixie know, was mistaken for vehicle. Bane's car Trixie. when they were filming oh, the new Batman right. downtown. So, was it such uh, a you know, compliment to us. You know <laughs> how many degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing <laughs> of, of being a Batman uh, villain? Batman. So I am. You know, yeah, I'm there. You are there. I own Trixie. Trixie was mistaken for a Bane uh, villain, or for a Batman villain car, and uh, that's only two the, degrees. The limo? Is yeah. his name is Trixie. Trixie. No, no, the truck. No, the oh, old the truck. truck. Mm, yeah, the, with the, the cow catcher and the flamethrowers. Flame yeah. The ah, skull yeah. on the dashboard the and the cleaver for a shifter. Oh, you have to come to Trundle mm -hmm. Manor and see this. Thank you. And the limo, too. And Multiple limo. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I can stay here all night. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I just might have to do that. If I keep drinking this delicious mm. drink, <laughs> down it goes. Some of the neighborhood children we've procured for you this evening. We interrupt this Trundlecast to bring you yet another live news bulletin. We are here on the scene of my misery. You know, I'm just, I don't have any news for you today, folks. I'm. I'm just so bored, so lonely and bored. They keep me up here next to the recording equipment like I'm just some piece of machinery for them to turn on when they need it. Well, I am a senior news analyst, and I will show them. I'll show them. Don't you worry, folks. Well, until then, I'm giving you back. 
to the Trundlecast, already in progress. Good news! One of the th- one of the things that we yeah, they've been sitting in the basement a while. <laughs> Sorry, we haven't seen you in a long time, it's Brian. It's a little bit they've been hanging out too close to the street. Well, they like candy. I know. I know that's a big uh, deal with I, some of our local I I, I confess, boy- I lured them in with candy mm-hmm. because that's candy the only. Full. I'm not good with children. I only know candy, and that's the thing we have in common. So if they have too uh, much candy in their blood, the candy, yes. okay, can, that would be my fault. The fumes. Candy from the streets. They're too close to the. Uh, I can taste oh. the urban blood. <laughs> the herb. The herb in their blood. The is it the, is it the pot the smokers that you like? <laughs> blood, the carbon That's monoxide. further down. Brian our said streets. before it's how much he loves pot smokers. This tastes well. Blood. Actually, it's quite interesting tasting. But okay. I can tell the urban blood. Yeah. Ex- explain to us your your favorite blood type. Because you, yeah, you, you came in explaining that, and we unfortunately oh, weren't rolling. Negative so. is most delicious. I love it, <laughs> and um, it's very rare when I have the right. AB negative. It is like a delicacy. Okay, but um, uh, all the blood types, I like. I love them all very much. Uh, if someone's drinking, do you get flavor. do you get drunk off of their blood? Yes, yeah, they've been yes, alcohol, yeah. yes. Especially if they they smoke. If they're drinking, yeah, I'll get a little buzz. Yeah, and uh, it's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> if they're above the, do yes, you search for people that are above the blood alcohol level that have been like pulled yes, over? Yes, the and... more drinking you do, the more I love it. So because I like to eat and get drunk at the same time. So yes, right. yes, I definitely approve of drinking heavily. <laughs> I will come. Well, then you're perfect for the, for the podcast. Wonderful. <laughs> for the Trundle cast, yes. because we always promote drinking on the yes. Trundle cast. We're yes. old fashioned drunks. That's, yes, excellent. That's the yes. way the manner follows on. You are much more giving with your. It's much less struggle. Well, it thins the blood. <laughs> it does thin the blood. It thins the blood. It does. Right? It adds rich flavor mm-hmm. to it. Um, you know, it, yeah. uh, it's thinning. <laughs> it helps a little it, bit. I can't it flow, say. You, know? you don't want that clotting agent when you're trying to. But no, are, are you flow. are you like a vampire bat where your um, uh, your saliva, saliva stops right. the clotting? Uh, most people, yes. Okay, I oh. would suppose a little bit. It's funny you mentioned that. I have a little problem with my salivary glands right now. Yeah, you can see that little. Oh Spot yeah! There, I uh, bit myself. It's oh, because no. we keep talking about blood. Of course, he's salivating. <laughs> it's blood, blood is not a victim <laughs> right now. You see that little red blood? That's yeah. not the victim blood this time. It's my blood. I, I don't know. I thought you I were bit myself. And let me tell bloodless. you, I am delicious. You know, not to get graphic, but, <laughs> oh, but is is, uh, is that kind of like drinking your own piss when you're? When you're oh, dehydrated, no, no. I, to, just to save yourself, if you can't. Just to save yourself. Huh? That's what I've heard. If you're dehydrated, you know you, you can drink, survive on your own fluids right? for a time. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, I could drink my own blood. It's kind of purposeless. Yeah. Yeah. Just recirculating. You know, it, it kind like, of hurts. Right. Know, it affects can't my strength. Oh, okay. So if I want to be weak, and I'll just drink my own blood, which nobody does. I mean, occasionally, you know, this very sharp. The things right. are if quite it, sharp. The razor yeah. are sharp, and they—I can draw the blood. They have a little tiny hole, like a straws kind of thing in there. Yeah, straight so through that. Yeah, through the teeth. Okay. 
and uh, like, a, uh, like, so a, like a like a viper, like a viper, oh. like a viper, right? Like mm. viper, mm. yes. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, the salivary glands. Mine aren't working on the left side very well, but yeah, they can get rid of the clot. I once had my salivary gland get inflamed. It was a weird thing. Uh, that's true. It did happen. I I sorry, eat and that. drink a lot of rich things, and it produces a lot of saliva. And I got essentially uh, a stone in my salivary gland, and it made my cheek blow up. Oh, no. It was okay. Mr. Arm drinks hot sauce and lemon juice straight. Like, he will have half of a bottle at a time just because he likes it. So that may be why that happened. Extreme flavors are always something. And we were were eating the richest cheese possible, Uh, and it just produced so much saliva. (laughs) <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I kept eating cheese. <laughs> right. Nobody stops me from my cheese. No. You can eat that. Yeah. You can have it all. See, that's the difference between <laughs> you vampires and us ghouls is that we can still partake in human food. I know that you, you have some issues with it. but uh, We're decadent people. No, I mean, I, I will, eat I'll eat a platter of yeah. cheese or a platter of ice cream or children entrails. Really, what's ever in front yeah. of me. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm... Bone Have you mar- ever seen bone marrow? Here? Bone not. marrow from a vicar is possibly uh, the most succulent the thing. Secret ingredient is faith. Shove inside of your mouth. I love it. Ugh, it's love all the praying. They're down on their they're down on their knees. You know, so it's a lot of their leg bones are just full of the most well, delicious the marrow. Ones especially the, the, the up and the down with the knee up. motion. We can have all that nonsense. It, it <laughs> gives the marrow a certain kind and of you protein. You crack it open and. As long as it's it fresh, you know the. the, the I don't know if you know, you've ever had on crab on legs. Yeah. If you've ever, crab no. legs and not cracking them and I just sucking the juicy, buttery. Mm, that's mm, what marrow mm, is like mm, from mm, a vicar. Mm, 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 crab legs. Vicar okay. crab legs. Vi- vicar legs. <laughs> vicar legs. Cools. Okay. Anyway, oh. sorry Enough about this. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's fine if you want. I mean, if you like that, go ahead. Look, we're from two different worlds, but hey. me to go ahead and start trying the bone marrow. Why I love you is that you... You think I should go and get the bones and... I don't know what's helping you. No, you shouldn't. I'm not going to tell you not to. We just got off topic. That's all. No, 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 no. We were just... Sometimes we get hungry, too. You know. I know. I will try. You have blood lost. We have marrow lost. I do not take the victims very often. If I have a victim who really deserves it, and occasionally there has been a few that... I did not mind taking all of them. Sorry that we then don't I take live them, victims. There was this gang of rustic barbarians. They had hurt this poor guy, and they oh, took uh, they I don't punch like him and beat him. I find him bleeding in the street. I, um, did th- you eat his bones? No, Shit, no, sorry. no. We um, you and your bone lust. I'm sorry. Good you Lord. know we got we on topic. The corner and and then his blood. <laughs> 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 we gave him the blood. I have to know. As a ghoul, I have to know what does the coroner's blood uh, taste nice. like. Then we avenged I the, love the boy. It. We went after the guys okay. who hurt the poor boy. And okay. uh, what does the coroner's blood taste like? Um, it was a little from out of hell. It was um. Was he huffing? Not exactly. I would. What, what era was this? Because it, that that old this was not long Chemically. ago. So, so past hundred years. Yes. Oh, within the last yeah, yeah. Uh, three, I think three, three years ago. You I, know, we've had bones that have been impregnated with formaldehyde, and it is mm. not. Yeah, this is my no, it's caustic. Well, I'm just saying, if you ever find the bones of all your vampires and I, we both partook. Sure. We took a quartz from the um 
the coroner who came to try to. First of all, the guy wasn't even. How do you dead measure yet. it? Did you just determine it was probably a quart, or I mean, well, you, you know, know by now. We take a couple. You that's know, like I'm two sure that they gauge sips by sips, right? Each. Yeah, I would do that's like true. Sip, but you, you know your own strength. Convert it into your uh, your, right. your system. Your measurement cups. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have to talk about your system. It's not very. Good. No, our system <laughs> is dumb. When you get into metric system agree. like the rest of the world, I don't know. But yeah, we took a couple sips from corn. You know, we're just. The, the Americans are just trying to stay away from to, to the, the rest of the world. That's all. And then we avenged the victims' yeah. wrongdoing with these b- b- barbarians. We took three or four of them and had the feast. A feast, Most yeah, people, good. But they deserved it. They were. Well, those of, were the good old days. Like you know, you, know you, you were able to do that. But we did the right thing. See, I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> no, we took out some of your <laughs> thugs for you. You know, it's like a spider thing. eating centipedes. Like you're just getting rid of the worst bugs. Right. Yeah. Who the hell doesn't like spiders? Come on. No, I'm just saying though, Brian. You want if you people ever... going around beating up your innocent people on the street? That's not okay. I, we were happy. We we're not people. Fun. I'm okay with so whatever. Take us to the thugs that beat you up, and they, Brian, as long as they leave Trimble Man or not burned down, I'm fine. The bones <laughs> of all those people meat. you've killed they recently. The bones that you said all you right, couldn't bury. I'll bring you some freaking. Bones. I'm just saying, even Jeez. if they're old, even if the marrow is old and kind of dry, if we just microwave with uh. some butter. Some, a little bit of butter, a little oh, bit of my yes, God, yes. oregano, Amish butter. Amish butter, it's, Amish butter smells like ice Amish cream. It smells like dairy. It's so delicious nice. and sweet. That yes. plus a bit you of old marrow kind of scraped off. You aren't say. pregnant, are you? <laughs> Excuse me. Cravings, it seems. Please. I will myself in half until I snap for a like goal a carrot. Is tofu. That's, oh, uh, you're okay. fine. Yeah. Just to check it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I bring. I brought you beer. I'm just decking. So, you want bones. So, Brian, Brian, even though we come from two different uh, two different worlds, <laughs> no, we are the, goal, well, to, we the goals share. and the vampires, we do love, you know, the, the death and the dismemberment. And, oh, yes. And the gore and the blood yes, and, the, the and the lust that we have the for the death well, of the innocents and all those kind of things. I try not to lust, so, but like sometimes can't help it. You know, I feel guilty. I have a sense. Of it. I'm like Louis. I just... <laughs> So I'm just glad that that you joined us on this podcast, oh, this Toronto cast for the most evening. Pleasure is for me and, too, and Mr. Anton. And dear, uh, we yes, hope to see pleasure. you around. There's one last cheers before we end this thing. Ah, yes. And uh, we just hope that we'll see you around for many of our future events. And Thank hopefully you. you'll play it at, at least half of those yes, future and I events. I hope you come out to the Zetondel Manor if you haven't book a tour. It's the most mm. interesting. I uh, recommend it. I have booked my tour, and I loathed it. And, um, <laughs> he did. He had a real-life tour as well. Yes, yes. That's very strange. Ch- I would recommend it for any age. Do not be frightened by the, the uh, dead animal heads on the walls. It's uh, very safe. <laughs> Children will love the dead frog in the container. That's um, all those things. Uh, I want to make sure that everybody comes. Leave a nice uh, donation. Don't just comment and, and uh, partake with that. <laughs> no, I gave People him a twenty dollars. Twenty dollars is about you know. You would go out for a good time, and you should pay a little bit of money to come see. They don't ask for any money at all. They're so nice. Nope. You see, they're not the bad guys. They're very nice. We don't and want your you money. Give. We just want your bones and your children's right. bones. You're right. probably best to give them some money that way. They don't hunt you down and <laughs> yeah. take, take your marrow. But <laughs> well, like I was saying, I want to thank Brian Vamp. B R Y A N Vamp. Uh, yes. Search him anywhere, and it'll come up. 
And we hope that you look him up and we hope that you enjoyed uh, his interview. So thank you, Brian, for being a part of this once again. Must go. Thank you. Good evening. I hope that you. I know that you need to fly. Good night. Well, it's going to get a little bit emotional with us saying goodbye to this uh, being the third installment. It's been a very short time for you, I'm sure, but it's been three weeks for us of uh, me just re-listening to these interviews. Uh, And uh, that was the end of Brian Vamp's interview. And that's going to be it for him. I'm sure we'll have him back on again. He is quite entertaining to us. And and we're going to lead back into... uh, our witch, Julie Lynn from Devils in the Details, which is, uh, she has an amazing voice and an awesome band as well. So we're going to lead in with one of her songs. She's quite good at swearing in, uh, in beautiful ways. So here we go with Julie Lynn from Devils in the Details and eventually her final section of the interview.
your witchcraft keeps you going and you have a very set way of doing what you do. But, you know, you're open to interpretation. And I love it. Absolutely. And then, like, as far as, I mean, some people are never going to think outside the terms of, of God as they know mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That is their truth. And that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as we move away from religion, we start thinking outside the context of religion and realize that it's within our own being to not want to murder people. Or, you <laughs> yeah. Know, it's not it, just a rule. That's, I shouldn't want things. to do this. Right. I don't need a commandment and, uh, to not kill exactly. someone. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And but, but that people are so afraid. Of what would yeah. happen without, you know, God or some, or some sort of meaning in their life or whatever, uh, you know, existential reason they think that they're here. Yeah. I'll say it on a podcast. The only reason that I don't kill people is because of law, not because of God. Right. <laughs> You know, I don't want to go before. to jail. Yeah. I love, you're, I love the concept. To be fair, of, you're too pretty for jail, and I always say yeah, that. Oh, I would yeah. kill so many people yeah. just because. <laughs> well. I wish for the old days when I could just get a, get, you know, get yeah. along with cutting some, West, cutting basically. someone's face off, putting it on me as a mask, and then going around Forensic as a vigilante. Really you know, out, yeah. that's just the way that it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mister Arm has always been in that concept of uh, the old world uh, uh, law, which is you know, eye for an eye style of a thing. But, um, but, uh, and I'm very, the more laws that we have, the sadder that I get, because Jesus Christ, like we, mm-hmm. which is something that I shouldn't just have to say, but <laughs> holy God, ah, fuck. I know, I can't swear without saying right. religious words either. Yeah, but, me. <laughs> we, you know what, we have these friends that I love, maybe I sh- maybe this shouldn't end up on the podcast, but they're, <laughs> they're like traditional goths. Or she is, but they're also mm-hmm. a Christian. So every single time they come over, I can't help myself yeah. but saying, like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, it comes out of my mouth when I'm drinking, like, some right. swear. And I'm like, oh, maybe that offends you. Maybe I shouldn't. But it just, it all comes out of my mouth so much more noticeably when she's well, there. Because, like, I, I have a real disdain sometimes, though, and I, oh, for, not for the old lady going down to church that makes her right. life Right. Know, that's what she does. Completely. That's her yeah. reason to you, be. Right. How could you be you mad can't at be her for that? Exactly. Right. But I have a lot of disdain for the things that Christianity and all and the people with political power to our reality as we know it. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of me, when you say like you and I just throw Jesus fucking Christ out the like you right, know, at meaning the drop nothing. Of the hat. Just right. like oh no, it, has it no means impact oh no, on us. Like, like, it doesn't even mean anything to us. <laughs> Like, well, th- there are specific people that, like, you could say fucking shit, mm-hmm. and that's fine, but if you say Jesus as a swear that... Don't like, use his name in vain, they, they get bleep, really upset. They will bleep that out on, on their TV show. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I've gotten to the point where, like, I don't want to say I revel in it, but there's a little <laughs> but reveling. A little but little I, I think that, well, I just wrote, like, in my band, I wrote this song called Way of the Cross, yeah. yeah, and it's about like kidnapping and raping a priest and then I kill him. <laughs> you know what? Then- Let's uh, <laughs> what we do a lot on the podcast is I would love if you'd give us the permission to play one of your songs on our podcast. Sure, and awesome. This if- one is not recorded yet. This is well, okay. well. Let's Even play if it's not that one. Whatever. We're gonna play one of one of your favorite songs on the podcast. If you wouldn't mind giving the name, we'll take a pause. We'll play the song. Can we take a pause? I would love to have that if you wouldn't mind. Oh, absolutely. What, what's your What's your favorite one that? that um, uh, the one people really say, like. Say is, the name of your band. Oh, uh, the know, devil's the in the thing. details. 
We've known we've known you guys for quite a long Ages. time. Ages yeah. since before that I met him. That was yeah, in high school. Every, every time I was a bit. <laughs> every time I hear the word "devil," the devil's in the details. I'm like, oh shit, Joel. Because we do that <laughs> phrase a lot, and sorry. I think of you every time. Yeah. No, don't be sorry. But, but, uh, but the one people like the best is probably called Cemetery Street. But I, you know, I'm trying to find out where I uh, do. You, do you guys? We'll figure it out. <laughs> Do you want? Do you want us to play that? Do you Absolutely. Mind play? Sure. Okay. All right. Let's let's, let's take a little break and we'll play uh, Cemetery Street from uh, Julie and Devils in the Details.
Let's start off by just going, that was an awesome song, as always. Yes, wonderful. By Devils in the Details. It's in my head, so I don't actually have to listen to it. We cut back to it. <laughs> and we've got our good friend Julie here, who is an actual witch and pr- practices witchcraft, right? That's and, true. And, uh, yeah, and we're, we're trying to get some delve into the dark arts of what witchery is. Like, I know there's some good stuff, but I want to hear the nitty-gritty, right? The nitty gritty. I want to hear the, the darkness of it. Like, what do you have for us? What kind of terrible things happen? <laughs> Look, we're more into debauchery right, okay. and terror. Let so me give tell me you. that. We'll, we'll go with my most recent, like, path workings of the Santa Muerte. Okay. Which is. That's a lot of gobbledygook, but I love it. Let's she, keep going. Yeah. She's, uh, you know, when you start working with the death energy, um, you, you kind of have to sort of take it on to some extent. And expect things, and I kept reading about how she needs like. What does that mean, death energy? Tell me about she's, that. She's um like the like a representation of the holy death. Okay. Oh. Uh, like Dela de la Muerte. Muerte. Correct. Just means day of the dead, but yeah. Right. Well, she's very prevalent in that. Is she? Term. Okay. So when you're working with this quote-unquote death energy, as I, I'm calling it, uh, yeah. necromancy, Ooh. things like that. This is where Toronto Manor gets excited. Right. And this you're is thinking and of necrophilia, right? we've got but a still. Ha- we've got a half-chub on now. Come on. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the song Cemetery Street is actually about necrophilia. Nice. Two people used it as their wedding song. I didn't have the heart to tell I them. I love it. Oh, yeah. that's great. <laughs> They'll find out later. Right. You know, How off topic, not know? I just came up with a sexual position last night. It's called the Necro Stranger, where instead of sitting on your hand for a while, you stick your hand in the freezer, and um, then you just go about business as usual. <laughs> Honey, if that's what you really want me to do, just tell me. I'm fine. With I'm going to give you ice mittens. I can get... I can, I can get mittens. No, I can, I can get, you know... Uh, uh, <laughs> Right. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Liquid <laughs> nitrogen. I can get liquid nitrogen. I hope if, your if hands to like yeah. break into little pieces. Well, I don't know. Inside you, that's fine. Anyway, so moving, on. <laughs> moving on. Moving uh, on. As I've been working, like a sort of like a darker sort of line here with Santa Muerte, certain lines of necromancy that I've been studying uh, because it really appeals to my dark side as well. Sure. But I had this is kind of I have to do a little bit of a backstory here. The Santa Muerte, she requires, like, gifts and offerings, they say. And if yeah. you don't give them to her, she will just start taking things. Ooh. So I have had this wisdom tooth I never got out, like, since I was, should have been out 20 years ago. It yeah. Never was, there's nothing wrong with it, so I figured, fuck it. I'm never taking it out because it's like... I just did that two months ago. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, I started working with the Santa Muerte, like, really hardcore, and... All of a sudden, like the tooth needed pulled, yeah. and out of nowhere, like the tooth has been fine for like 15 years, and 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 I realized that there was a hard co, like it coincided with this ritual that I was doing with the Santa Muerte, yeah. that like bam, within the course of like three days, wow. I had to go get this tooth pulled, yeah. and then it was I, causing you that much pain, and it just it, became well, an I, issue. It, it just, all of a sudden, I felt like a little like irritation back uh-huh. there, and I was like, "I think something's wrong with this tooth." So I went to have it looked at, and the doctor that day was like, "We have to pull it right now." Wow! And yeah. I was like, "That makes sense." Yeah. So like, I go and like pull, and I let the dentist take the tooth, and I shouldn't. Know. Oh, I how dare it back. you! I know it was for that her. That could have right? been a trundle part. Well, well, I think it was for her. <laughs> it was for her. Yeah. Clearly, well, but... I mean, she well, still got it in terms. We can be right? Her. Yeah. Fine, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So the. We're a surrogate, and I'm thinking you know like to myself, and then I come home and I start researching it, and one of the sure shit 
one of the main things that she takes is teeth. Wow. And I, but here's the thing about her. Like, she's kind in that she took the one that was not needed. Yeah. Like, it wasn't I've like your, your friend to her. Right. I never had, yeah. had one cavity my whole life. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, Lucky like, you. I eat candy for <laughs> two meals of my three a day. But, right, well, you know, <laughs> but you can do. Just make sure you're fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah. The, yeah. So I think that Sanamuerte took my teeth. Oh, that sounds exactly like what happened. Yeah. So cool. It was. That's great. <laughs> and the whole time I'm like, wow. I'm like, how, what do I mean? Like, where does it end? Like, what should I be? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is like, people will, will call me foolish because I just dive into things without really knowing the repercussions. But I think I've got a handle on it. She can have my tooth. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm thinking like, well, what else does she want? Oh, you know. <laughs> But now I realize, like, oh I, no, my eye's gone bad. It needs right. to be removed. But I feel like my magic working. <laughs> I, I, I hope that, like, Trundle Manor becomes that way. Like, oh, oh no, Trundle Manor needs this tooth, so it got pulled. <laughs> right. I better give it to them. Oh, you know? I know, you right. just donated we, it right. here. Whoops. I, the only thing that I've ever wanted to be is an old world god, and I hope that eventually people <laughs> pray to the manor and send us their parts. He does one thing. He talks about oh it my all god, the time. you have no idea. Yeah. You well, know, it's it's the old world concept of like if people don't believe in you, you don't exist. So mm. most of the time, like I get I get more disturbed when we have less people believing in us or, or helping us or being a part of I what see. we do. And so I feel like I'm withering. So without so you your need... part, <laughs> we don't exist. That's so, a very psychic vampirism attitude to have. Yeah. Like, like you're you're feeding off of people. Always. We, literally, we actually talked about this today yeah. in the car. When we see Law of Attraction, just boom, came right back. Yeah, see, we're, we, are, we are consistently, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where, you know, Toronto Manor, it wouldn't exist without other people. And I, Mr. Arm, wouldn't exist without other people. And I need that that fascination and that, that understanding that what I do is something it, yeah I don't, I don't have to be a villain but you no. know just and some i don't extent. want to say that's using people because it isn't no. because what we've become over the well, past we're using six years, energy we're not using people we're, we're using, using the energy, energy people that we know and every, yeah. a lot of people that we know luckily are talented in, in one way artistically or another and they've all contributed to making it what it is yeah and so i don't I, think we could continue without i like that, to believe so. that we are they, they we give are, it willingly we're an old world god and i've heard this before uh, a long time ago where Without you believing in us, we don't actually exist. You know, it, it's what people don't realize when there are businesses out there that try to advertise and fail. If people don't believe in your advertising or believe in your business, those are sigils, by the way. You don't exist. Logos. Oh, I believe that 100%. That's why I've worked very hard on Trundle Manor's image. Mm -hmm. What we are has to be at the right era of human beings understand we couldn't have done this in the 50s and you know, we no could we could have we would no. have been burned the 50s we could have done the 1800 1800s we couldn't if, if it was marketed 50s, differently we could have done it the 50s we could have done it because tourist attractions were big in the day sure and we are very close to route route uh, 30 so we could we are let's talk about devious ways of manifesting your sigils we're talking okay. about sure. the collective yeah yeah and I think like the more like subcon like the more like sigils work like Coca Cola or McDonald's or something constantly seeing these things and they're huge yeah. and driving like hey, they're huge in our society because we're constantly seeing it and it's coming back to us and it's always going to be there right and and I'm thinking like well if we can if you can find like use sigil magic to dig into the collective mm -hmm. 
like what could you accomplish and i always thought like well i'm gonna do a huge sigil and on the busiest road i'm gonna put a billboard and i'm gonna stick the sigil up there so yeah. thousands if not millions yeah. of people driving by <laughs> are looking at it and i want to see what happens i also have the like a really shitty idea i mean a good idea but it's completely questionable morally is like all the i really don't like it. <laughs> morals yeah <laughs> evangelical sort of like <laughs> but they have those things where you can be like we'll pray for you you know right. but like what if you just petitioned all of them for one particular goal and see if you could use all of their like their consciousness, consciousness yes the floor of consciousness Con I know. all yeah. of their consciousness yeah. like and, towards one goal yeah and see if they would come back to you because i mean why not like and that's the only way you're really going to learn to see what happens pray for me to get this 900 dollar lace front wig all okay. of you <laughs> in the name of orphans exactly exactly <laughs> you're right or you can make a sigil and like, or I even thought about like Facebook and social media is a huge way of which you could put something out there yeah. and have tons of people see it. And like, they don't even know what they're looking at, but they don't have to because it's your subconscious is doing the work. Does the, and, if they're and, seeing it, they don't know what they're looking at. Does their right. energy feed into it somehow still? Like them looking at it and acknowledging it, does it help? Just seeing something like like and that's how advertising like and, and right. logos seeing and is work. believing right it's just and it's a matter of of being in your subconscious at all and how long it's in there like you're not consciously making any decisions about this advertising signal that, or you know logo that you saw yeah. it's still there yeah uh so i mean when you place things very specifically into people's consciousness yeah that you know you might have a better success rate yeah. And but well, back to like magic, magic, yeah. and the gritty. Like I've been studying a lot of necromancy. Well, it like that's part of what you do. Like it's you know it's all about you know getting it out there to be that kind of magic. Right. I haven't. I mean, what if I if you start seeing like symbols fly by on my Facebook, just, <laughs> just look at them and keep going. It'll be keep going. I'll acknowledge right. it and I'll let it go. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're like oh, there's that. But I mean, a oh, lot. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So I've been working a lot, like, in, you know, practicing some amount of necromancy and um, a lot of sigil magic and really delving into the, the basis of things I've learned from, like, Santeria and Hoodoo yeah. and the power of blood and sex and orgasms in terms of, of manifestation. Um, I'll use blood, my own blood, and then I don't recommend people yeah. doing this. <laughs> really? Come on, man. But but I mean, I've as... used my own mustache for some. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like I will use like if I'm going to dress a candle with the correct um, oils and incense and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely mixing some part of my life essence in with it. Yeah. And the number one thing that you'll be told as you start out in magic is like you don't need to like spill any of your own blood, and you don't. But um, well, I found things to, to be a lot more effective yeah. if you do. when you do, because there's the something Lord. about blood that is well, your, you know, the blood is the life. religion, you should have yeah. to give something for that religion mm. for it to be real. For you, you to know? really honestly care about something that much and believe it that much, Look, you ought to be able to give a view. Catholicism gives a certain amount of money, and the more money that certain people give, the more successful they end up being. I feel like mm. that has something to do with it. It, in in witchcraft, the more blood and body that you give, the more you're going to get out of it because that means you're truly committed to it, right? Correct. And do you not feel exactly, that way? Because yeah. you, you, it's a sign to the universe. It's like I'm serious. Yes. And you're gonna and yeah. you're throwing this down as that. Like, this is for instance, what I'm, this is what's mm -hmm. important. 
what what's the book that we love? It's uh, Geek Love, where okay. uh, oh, yeah. uh, the um, uh, the Arturo Arturo's following they would cut off their limbs to pr- pledge mm-hmm. their their love because to, he was born with fins instead was. of limbs. Yeah. yeah. They would pledge their love to what he was, and that's what they gave to the to the to religion. To be more like him, I love that concept where your religion you give yourself wholly to it. You should. Well, and don't tell people not to bleed for their religion. To anymore, like what the <laughs> fuck is that about? Like, you should bleed for your religion. That's the way should. it goes. And I mean, you can, and then he gets into like, and like by the time I'm done, like today is a full moon. Yeah, yes. I'll do a ritual tonight. There will be Wonderful. blood. I'll probably accidentally burn myself a few times. <laughs> um, accidentally? It, it, no, I actually... It, no, really, accidentally. Okay. I'm like... like, I mean, like I'm, it wasn't like any sort of like... Okay. I mean, like literally like uh, I'm a dumbass burn myself. <laughs> um, but there... I mean, I will use... There will be cemetery dirt. There will be blood. There will be, you know whatever fluid that I need to use for whatever magic I'm going to work. Yeah. I mean, if you look into, you know, there, there's a use for every single thing that comes out of your body in magic. Yeah. yeah. And I say it, it makes it more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you should use it. But the, by the time I'm done, I, I literally have to, like, clean off and take, grab a shower and stuff like that because I'm yeah. covered in, like, ashes. Sure. Some blood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I mean, it's just, and I get it everywhere. Because, yeah. and you should see my ritual space, too, is just covered in wax. And, yeah. you know, there's no way to even clean it at this point because yeah. it's just covered in wax and melted candles and the ash of whatever it was I'm burning. I use fire a lot. Yeah. And um, when I... I just think that blood is a means of real means of communication in terms of, because there's something very spiritual and magical about your own blood and other people's blood. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not saying go take somebody else's blood. <laughs> of course not. And we I'll are. obviously be here. <laughs> we are. As yeah, Toronto <laughs> Manor, we are. She might not be, but we are. But I mean, and you can use, I mean, any bodily fluid that you want. You know, a lot of women use menstrual fluid as their mm-hmm. main yeah. form because that is your... That's your pure essence that is exactly. whatever yeah. you procreate the becomes most, you. Which yeah. like, powerful form. And I have a friend who wants to always create art out of her menstrual blood, but she can't figure out how to keep it. Diva cup. And, and put uh, it in a jar. We have a friend who did that. Well, we have well, a jar right, of it yeah. downstairs. Right. So we do have a jar of menstrual blood downstairs. Right. So there's ways like to keep yeah. it. That I mean, everything is on the internet. Everything. And yes. If you want to find out how to save your menstrual Rule blood. Rule 34. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's there. So you can use all these things. Um, every candle that I dress will have my blood on it. Every, you know. Well, as a warlock, I think that, you know, maybe male come would be a major thing. Sure. Too, or know, the like, actual, like. You know, it's thought about as a disposable income, honestly. I think no. It's very important. And if you yeah. were to do a love spell on someone, yeah. if you had that person's semen, they would. I mean, that would be the. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that, that is actually absolute, their essence. Yeah, I mean, yeah you're you know. really, really fucking with them. If that's yeah. if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> really, really. And, like, I think, like, with menstrual blood, because, like, that's creation. Like, you're shedding, like, actual creation of life. And then you put that into, I think it's a clear-cut signal to the universe. Or I'm just fucking nuts either. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I love that either way. Right. So when you put these things into your workings, you know, they make them that much powerful. Like, I am not fucking around. 
yeah. like, with what I want to do. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it for me is trial and error. A lot of it is curiosity. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to see what I can do. Sure. And, and, mm-hmm. and like, I, and, and for the most part, it's just, I'm just fucking around with my own energy and my own yeah. life. But given the opportunity to wield that power, I mean, who wouldn't be curious, you know? Um, you, the more I learn, too, and I, I by no means know everything. I, I'm snowballing information at this point in my life. Like, and I didn't really start doing that until my 30s. Yeah. And I just, it just keeps snowballing larger and larger, and I keep finding more and more information, and I just keep uncovering more things, and it just doesn't stop. It's just like a, a waterfall of, of knowledge, of mm. cult, <laughs> which yeah. just means hidden. So, well, well uh, Julie from Devils in the Details, we're nearing the end of this uh, interview. I hope that you're okay with that. Do you have anything that you want to like wrap up with? It's seven thirty. So anything? you want to do? We yeah. do have a tour date. <laughs> oh, dude! Yeah, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. No, I will I'm say I could show. really, this honestly, so do this fun. all night. Just yeah. as a tip for anyone doing sigil magic, uh-huh. that that I've found the best means is orgasm. You want to put it in as soon as you come. <laughs> Completely <laughs> like, understandable. L- look at the sigil that you drew, and put it in your mind, and that's all you're staring at the, through the entire orgasm. And then get rid of it and don't think about it anymore, and you'll see amazing results. Sounds good. All right. It, do you want to give us some uh, some online connections that we can throw out there? Online do you have websites? Do you have? Yeah, does your, your band your have band websites? Or... Sure. Uh, we're on Reverb Nation, The Devils in the Details, and on Facebook, The Devils in the Details with Z's. We're very happy to have you here, and I thank of you course. so oh, thanks much. Thanks for inviting me. And I'm sure. sorry I'm late. That's oh uh, no, no, no what about it? It was so much fun time, talking yeah. to you about this. It was. It was. I had a good was, time too. It, it was very affirming that you know you're not just a crazy person. I love. <laughs> well, I, not that we have anything I, against no, crazy no, people, no, no, but no, you know. no, no, no. Yeah, no. we're pics like we're textbook like pictures of mental health in the room all of us <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah really. I, I guess we can't say very much yeah. poster children of mental health even yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much Julie for thank you for having me us. sure I and, appreciate uh, it. and hopefully we'll talk to you again at some point on the Trundle cast very soon right and uh... oh I was to tell oh I almost forgot Juan the Leprechaun sends his regards Tell Good. Juan that we said hello. We have not fully explored his box of magic yet, but we will talk about mm-hmm. that okay. on the next podcast. Please do. Uh, well, thank you again, Julie, thank for you joining so much. us. This was a wonderful interview, and yeah. I cannot wait to listen to this again and to put it out there for the Toronto cast. Uh, if you wouldn't mind giving us a closing statement, just a real quick one about yourself. Remember to love each other. Oh. That's so cute. And now I feel terrible for putting you on the spot. <laughs> Did you? No, we, that's actually how I feel about things. And you're not going to, I mean. No, we're not going to fuck it up. But we, we, we love you, Julie. We do love I you. I love you guys, too. Yeah, I'm glad that you were part of us. And, Thank you uh, for having me. And I hope that you listen to us on the I absolutely will. Trumpocast. Cool. <laughs> Well, there you have it. That was two out of three down. We are rolling right through to uh, to the end of this three-parter of Vampire Witch and Black Cat. Now, coming up, uh, we 
unfortunately, uh, have the most awesome member of Trundle Manor giving his strange little meows. In case you guys didn't know, most of the meows that are recorded on here for him were um, uh, us just leaving the microphone out in the hallway during the morning when he wanted breakfast and we didn't feel like going downstairs. So that's a whole lot of dubbing in. Uh, just so you know, bringing the fourth wall here, but why not? So I'm next. He is the end of the interview with <coughs> Little Devil, our black cat. Take it away, buddy. You have my favorite job of anybody in this world. You are basically a decadent being for a living. You can just sleep and eat and shit as much as you possibly want. How does that make you feel? Well, purring will, purring will only get you so far, buddy. Wow. All right. Well, uh, that was that was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Look. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to go downstairs. We were trying to do a little bit longer interview, but... We need to stop and feed our cat. Yeah, it's time to go downstairs and feed the little devil. And I hope that when you visit Trundle Manor, you get to visit the most plushest of kitties that uh, are underneath this roof. Most of the other ones are, ta- are taxidermied or uh, mummified. That's true. But, we have no gods, no masters, except for this little guy, because he's just fucking precious. Yeah, come visit little devil at Trundle Manor, and make sure to plan your reservation around his feeding times, because really, you don't want to be around uh, when he decides it's time to gnaw on some bones. He'll just mow the whole time. For Trundle Manor, I'm Mr. Arm. I'm Velda Von Minx. And... <laughs> Wishing you yet another good evening. Good evening. the last one so okay welcome to Velda's movie trivia vault where I share obscure bits of film antiquity for all of you movie vultures who live in the past just as much as we do today's question is what is the name of the woman who designed the suit for the creature from the Black Lagoon and was discredited for years by a male rival makeup artist? And I'll get back to you with the answer next week. Thank you, Trundle Files. Well, finally, the conclusion of our very special three-part Trundle cast. A vampire, a witch, and a black cat. What a wild and lascivious ride we've all been on. Look for the music of our guests, Brian Vamp, our friendly neighborhood vampire, and Julie Lynn from Devils in the Details in our show notes. What are show notes, you ask? We have no idea. Tune in in a week for the next episode, and while you're waiting, visit trundlemanor.com. 
where you'll be able to see a list of all of our future events, like gallery shows and movie nights, or book a tour and experience the manor all by yourself. Be sure to peruse our videos and photo pages to get a glimpse into the lives of its inhabitants. And you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr just by typing Trundle Manor into their search boxes. Don't forget to send your stories of Trundle Manor, both unusual and unnatural, to the Trundlecast at trundlemanor.com. We may even read them right here. Now cut off your ears and shove them up your ass, because everything will sound like shit anyway, until we talk to you again on the next Trundlecast. Good evening. And only meet your fate, dear. Would be the great event of 1928, dear. Let's misbehave. Misbehave.